Hello and welcome to the Kinetic Fitness Show, where we inspire you to live a longer, healthier, happy, and more joyful life. We cover everything you need to know to be optimally healthy in your mind, body, and spirit. Are you ready to become the ultimate version of yourself? Well, let's dive into another episode with your host and guide by your side, Allie West. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode number 82 and my name is Ali West and I'm grateful to have you on board listening to this episode. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to listen, no matter where you are in the world, what you're doing, whether you're a first-time listener or a returning listener, I'm grateful to have you listening in to the show. I have an amazing episode lined up for you today with an amazing guest. But before we do that, just a few things that I would love for you to check out and do for me. The first one is subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't already, please do subscribe. Then you'll be updated with whenever I release a new episode. The next thing to do is to leave me a review. If you can leave me a review, please do so. Particularly if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes, you can leave a review. Reviews help me out massive and they go a long, long way. So please do leave me a review. If you aren't listening to this on a platform where you can leave a review, then simply head over to Facebook, go to the Kinetic Fitness Show podcast Facebook page. So if you simply type in the search bar, the Kinetic Fitness Show, Kinetic is spelled K-I-N-E-T-I-K. So the Kinetic Fitness Show, like the Facebook page, and then you can physically leave me a review on Facebook. So please do that. And I want to give a big shout out to Anna Childs because Anna recently left me a review on Facebook. She wanted to leave me a review, but she listens on Spotify. You can't leave reviews on Spotify as far as I know, to the best of my knowledge. So she headed over to Facebook and left me a review there. So thank you to Anna and thank you to everyone that's left me a review on other podcast platforms as well. I appreciate it. I have much love for you and please do leave me a review if you haven't already. The next thing is to simply share this podcast. If you enjoy this episode or if you've listened to other episodes and you've enjoyed them, just share it. Tell somebody about my podcast, tell people about the Kinetic Fitness Show podcast and then we can help and inspire more people to live longer, healthier, happier and more joyful lives. The other way that you can share it is by simply grabbing a screenshot. Just take a screenshot on your phone or on your tablet and then post it to your social media. Tag me in it, Ali West Coach, A-L-I-W-E-S-T-C-O-A-C-H, Ali West Coach. That's across all platforms and I will see it. I will share it as well with my followers and we can spread the love and help more people and inspire more people. The next thing to mention is we are about to launch another round of our 12-week coaching program. This is an online coaching program that lasts for 12 weeks and it is a combination of coaching you with your mindset, your nutrition and your exercise to help you lose body fat, get in the best shape of your life and ultimately take control of your overall health and well-being and become optimally healthy. The way that we deliver this online program is in a threefold nature really. Uh, Firstly, We coach you via Zoom, so Zoom platform. We do coaching calls, um, two weekly calls, both half an hour long with myself and my wife, uh, where we go over anything you may be struggling with. We work on an action plan and we coach you towards your goals in person on Zoom. Uh, The second way that we deliver this course is via an online portal. So you get your own login once you've committed to to the program. You get your own login, you log into our online portal and on there is week by week, step by step lessons that help you with your mindset, your nutrition and your exercise. And there is some elements of uh, spirituality thrown in there as well to help you with your spiritual growth. And the third way that we deliver this uh, program to you is through an app which encompasses our nutrition and exercise parts of the program. So on there you will get your nutrition program and you will get your exercise program. This is split into four week sections when it comes to your exercise program. So we go through a periodized training program and then you will get weekly nutrition plans to upgrade your nutrition and help you with your health and well-being and help you to lose fat, burn fat and 
get an amazing shape. So if this sounds like something that you are interested in, simply all you need to do is go to the link in the description of this podcast. Hit that link to book a consultation. There's a short application form to fill out. You click the link, you fill out the application form, you book a time that suits you, jump on a call with my my wife and I, and we will see if we're a good fit for each other and see if we can help you. And if we are, we'll get you in the coaching program, which is launching in a few weeks time. So you've got time to get involved, get on board and join our coaching program. The people that went through the last round of it, they're coming to the end of it now, they're in their last week, they have achieved amazing results. Too many results and too many benefits they've achieved to name here. I don't want to waste too much time on it. But trust me, amazing results. You can head over to the Instagram and see some of the results that we've gotten with our clients. We will help you 100% and support you 100% of the way. So if you are interested, hit that link, book a call, and we can help you to become optimally healthy in your mind, body, and spirit. Final thing to mention before I introduce today's guest is this podcast today is brought to you by Mudo Health. Mudo Health is a DNA testing company. So it's really simply done. You order your kit online via the link in the description. You put in the code ALDNA, A-L-D-N-A, A-L-D-N-A, really simple, ALDNA. That will get you a discount on your DNA kit, a 20% discount, 20% discount on your DNA kit. It gets sent to your house, you unbox it, you take a saliva sample, so you literally just spit into a tube, you put it back in a, a safe envelope, it's all addressed and stamped, you post it back, and you will get your DNA results via an app, which you download off the app store. You download the app, you'll get your DNA results within the matter of two to three weeks, and this gives you a complete breakdown of your health based on your DNA, which is what you're born with. So this gives you breakdown on vitamins that you might require, foods that will help you, foods that will hinder you, your metabolic health, your sensitivity to caffeine, to sugar, and the list goes on and on and on. Since I've had this done, it's really helped me to improve my whole whole nutrition, my whole exercise, and help me with my supplement intake as well. So it's been really beneficial for me personally and highlighted a lot of things that I didn't even know about about my health on the deepest level. So if you wanna get your hands on a DNA testing kit from Mudo Health, if you wanna learn about your health on the deepest level and become even more optimally healthy, then head over to Mudo Health, hit the link in the description, order your DNA testing kit, bang in the code ALDNA, A-L-D-N-A, and you'll get yourself a 20% discount off your first DNA testing kit. Go and get it done, hit Mudo Health up, and you can learn about your health in more detail. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world because they ship to many, many countries. But do check the shipping instructions and the frequently asked questions before you do buy. And you will have all the answers to your queries or questions. But it does go to many, many countries. So don't think you have to be in the UK to get it. You don't. Onwards and upwards onto today's episode. Wow, that was a a long start to the show. But it's all good. I hope you're still with me. Okay then, my guest today is Liz Cooper and Liz is the founder and principal of BAST. BAST is the British Academy of Sound Therapy. So Liz began her journey back in 1994 when she had to leave her busy career in advertising due to a life-limiting illness. During this time, she found that sound and music not only helped her relax, but certain sounds actually improved her overall health and well-being. This life-changing personal journey motivated her to find out more about how and why sound and music can affect the mind, body and emotions. She went on to university and received an MA in education and an MSc in applied music psychology and conducted further research to find out more about sound therapy. Today, Liz is one of the world's thought leaders in sound therapy. Liz continues to conduct research the results of which enrich the courses and projects at the British Academy of Sound Therapy. Liz is a published author of two successful books, which are Sounding the Mind of God and What is Sound Healing. She is also a member of many different organizations that help her to bring therapeutic sound and music into the mainstream, including the Royal Society for Public Health, the National Alliance of Arts, the new NHS Alliance, 
and the International Institute for Complementary Therapists, to name a few. She is co-founder and director of the Therapeutic Sound Association, the first representing body of therapeutic sound in the world. She is also one of the original board members of the Global Listening Center and an international organization dedicated to promoting the importance of listening. Liz's compositions and music projects have received excellent feedback. Listeners have reported becoming pain-free, deeply relaxed and uplifted. The launch of the Radox Spa campaign in 2011 was a turning point, confirming that the mainstream was ready for consciously designed therapeutic music. The piece created by Marconi Union in consultation with Liz was voted the most relaxing music ever and came 11th out of 50 in Time Magazine's Top 50 Best Invention Awards and is still getting media attention today. Liz and her organisation have also been featured in many publications including Time Magazine, BBC Radio, Vice, Harper's Bazaar, Metro, The Huffington Post, The Daily Mail, Forbes Magazine, Classic FM, Loudwire, The Telegraph, The Times and the IQ Live Music Intelligence, just to name a few. So there is nobody, in my opinion, more qualified to talk about sound therapy and sound healing than Liz. She's had an amazing career, an amazing journey, and she's helping so many people. And I can't wait to share this episode with you today. Just to touch on a few of the areas and topics we talk about, we talk about what sound therapy actually is. We talk about the difference between sound therapy and sound healing. We talk about Liz's methodology for helping people. And she also does a little kind of role play or demo with me to go through how she works with individuals. We talk about different instruments and different sound types and how they can affect the whole health of the body, mind, body, spirit, emotional health, the whole lot. We also talk about sound frequencies. We talk about the science and how sound affect and sound and music affect the mind, the body, the whole lot. So we talk about many, many things. Amazing episode. It's an inspirational episode. I know you're going to enjoy it. You can grab Liz's music as well on Spotify. I'm going to put all the links to that in the description. Go and check her music out. And if you want to relax and feel better about yourself, her music is incredible. Okay, I've rattled on for long enough. Let's introduce Liz and dive into today's episode, which is all about sound therapy. Enjoy. Hi Liz, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm very well, thanks Ali. Nice and warm today. We've got beautiful sunshine here. It's very warm. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Good. Whereabouts in the UK are you, Liz? So we're down in um, Chichester. Um, just ba- We're based just outside Chichester at the Academy here, yeah. Got you. Nice. Yeah, we're, back, we're having some good weather at the moment, so it's enjoy it <laughs> yeah while it lasts <laughs> exactly exactly well thank you so much for taking time out to speak to me I'm I'm really keen to pick into your knowledge and wisdom around the area of sound and sound healing and sound therapy um but just to start off with could you give myself and the listeners a little bit of a, a backstory about you what you do how you help people what your your expertise is and we'll go from there wow okay I'll try and keep it short. <laughs> um, so my name is Liz Cooper. Um, I'm passionate about the use of sound and music for improving health and well-being. Um, I've been working within holistic health for just over 30 years and with therapeutic sound since 1994. Um, I was uh, working in a very busy career in advertising in the mid-90s and uh, and burnt out uh, basically and ended up being diagnosed with ME and uh, and which led into mental health issues chronic um, anxiety and depression and um, I began to I couldn't go out of the house at the time because I was really quite ill um, <clears throat> excuse me clearing the throat there um, so I couldn't go out of the house um, 
at that time because I was quite unwell. Um, so I just began to use sound and um, really felt the effects of on my system. So uh, my mental health improved, my energy levels improved. And so I decided that I wanted to train to be a sound therapist. And so I contacted a body of um, complementary medicine, a multidisciplinary body. And at that time, there was nowhere um, to train. So to cut a very long story short, I basically began, um, because obviously sound and music as a therapeutic tool is an ancient thing. It's not new. But there were, there were no places to actually get formal qualifications at that time. So I, uh, it was the early days of the internet, so there wasn't a lot on the internet either. So I travelled and I worked with uh, many traditional um, people who use, traditionally use sound and music for healing. And I d- developed my own techniques and got approved as the first sound therapist uh, in 1999. And in 2000, formed the British Academy of Sound Therapy, which was the first organisation to offer formal qualifications in sound. Amazing. I was 12 in 99. <laughs> Stop it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <Remind> me. <laughs> That's amazing. Age comes experience, is what I keep I, telling myself. <laughs> experience and wisdom. Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. That's amazing. Well, I think the, the first time point, the first thing I'd like to touch on is what exactly sound therapy is, because it, it might sound maybe self-explanatory, but some people might be listening to this and they'll be like, what the hell is sound therapy? What is sound healing? I've heard it, but I don't know the ins and outs of it. So could you just give us a bit brief definition of what you see as uh, from your perspective? Okay. So, so this is a definition um, by the Therapeutic Sound Association, which is the body that represents therapeutic sound really so sound healing is slightly different from sound therapy um sound but but at at its roots it's it kind of has the same effect so basically it's the use of sound which is is not music in 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 a sense um so sound is usually tonal sounds or rhythms that help to induce deep states of relaxation and that therefore then has an effect on mind body and emotions so that's the roots at the roots of both kind of approaches now sound healing sometimes has an energy medicine approach so it's about balancing chakras and nadis and energy flowing the body um, our method of sound therapy at the academy um, is more more neuroscientific. We used to we used to be an energy medicine um, have an energy medicine approach, um, Vedic in in principle, so balancing chakras and so on. But as technology has increased, um, we can appear much more deeply into the brain than we could ever do before. And um, and technology also means that you know you've got heart monitors that you can wear now. You know. It, Things are data is a lot more accessible. Is we started to move towards a more neuroscientific approach. So our method of sound therapy combines um, sound applied in a specific way uh, to induce a deep meditative state, and our research has shown that can help improve health and well-being. I'll maybe talk about that a bit later. Plus a self-reflective tool to help people to go deeper into their process. So it says that there's a talking therapy element to it. So sound therapy is sound plus the talking element and sound healing is more of an energy medicine approach. Got you. Makes sense. Talk me through the mechanics then. So if if I was, for example, to to have a session or to use this, what 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 are the mechanics from that that neuroscientific perspective that you were talking about? Yeah. So, so what if you were my client? Um, we would we'd have a little chat beforehand just to make sure a little bit about your medical history. Um, you know anything that I might need to be aware of. Uh, you know, such as recent operations or any um, any big illnesses that you've had in your life, and what it is that you want to work on. 
So I would have that little conversation that would then help me to decide what instruments that I would use with you or instruments. It might just be one instrument. It might be two. Um, so we've done studies that, that, that have uh, focused on um, how different instruments affect us slightly differently. So it's a little bit like, um, you know, if you hear a, a flute um, or a violin, they're going to have a different psychological effect on you. If you hear low pitches or high pitches, they're going to have different effects on you. And this is due to how our brains have been wired to respond to sound, you know, for, for over millennia, really, since mm. we've evolved. Um, so, um, so basically, after that little conversation, we would, I would then set the, so this would be before you came for treatment, I'd then set the room up so you, you might come in to a lovely room full of, with gongs in, for example, or beautiful crystal bowls all lined up for you, ready. Um, and then we'd, have an, we'd go a little bit deeper into why you're here. Um, so, and that would be, I'd ask you to think about, um, you know, something that was in the way of flow for you. So, um, so do you want to have a go? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, if you just close your eyes for a moment and think about anything in your life, and I don't need to know what it is, but anything in your life that, that is impeding flow, so anything that's a bit blocked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You've got that thing in, in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you think about that thing, do you feel anything anywhere in the body? Any tension anywhere? Uh, yeah, in my gut area. So like lower chakras, I guess you'd say. <laughs> okay, yeah. So sort of, is it solar plexus area or a bit lower than that? Correct, solar plexus, yeah. Solar plexus, okay. Um, so can you can, tell me what it feels like? Yeah, so, the, best way, the best way I can describe it is of, it, of like twisting sensation almost things are knotted and tangled okay knotted and tangled okay so did, can you can is there an image along with that so can you see anything mm, not so much no okay so it's more of a feeling than than a, a visual image that you're getting with it more a feeling and then i'd probably say um that internal dialogue as well Okay, so there's an internal dialogue. Um, and can you share that internal, just some words? Yes, well, one of them is two words. It's like self-sabotage, um, maybe the sense of not feeling as if I'm doing as much as I should, those kind of words. Okay, okay. Right. Okay. So what I would do then is, um, that's great. Thank you for that. And, uh, so, so the beauty of the, this, this way of working is that you don't actually need to tell me what anything is. This isn't a talking therapy in that we're going through, you know, what was it about? When did it happen? And all of that. This is literally just focusing in on when you think those thoughts, how does that impact your, your body? You know, how does that impact your health and well-being? So what I would then do is I'd say, right, that's great. Let's get, get on the treatment table. And we would, I'd then take you into um, the treatment, which would last about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, now, what, what we did there, this sort of self-reflection, is, um, is helping to focus you um, into thinking about the way our thoughts impact us physically. So I might then ask you, for example, um, you know, is there any health condition related? Is there anything in the gut that you have? And again, you don't have to share this, but is there, is there a resonance with what you're saying um, in your life and anything that's going on with your physical body? Yeah, um, it's a combination of of things. Um, 
I wouldn't say it's necessarily health related, more trauma related. Okay. Okay. And and does it manifest physically for you? Do you have, you know, issues in the tummy area? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so all this is doing is, so for people who are, who are like yourself, you know, really aware, body aware, the aware, aware of the holistic connections between, you know, our outer world, if you like, and what goes on inside. And, and, and people are getting more aware of the connection now between, you know, okay, so, you know, if I have stress in my life, it's gonna, it could put my blood pressure up, it could result in, in heart disease or mental health problems. But Many people don't actually take the time to sit down and reflect on, actually, hang on a minute, this thing that I'm thinking of in my life that's in the way of flow for me actually is impacting my physical health or my mental health or my emotional state. And so just by going through that little bit of questioning, people sometimes go, wow, you know, actually, I can now see there's a connection um, between, I don't know, the, the, the relationship I have with my boss and my migraines, for example. Oh, what do I need to do? Maybe I need to change my job, right? So we're, we're empowering people to make choices. Well, you might think, well, well, that's all great, but where's the sound come in there? Um, so, so our research has shown that, um, so this, this particular uh, thing that we're doing is something we call the construct so the construct is this kind of package if you like this three-dimensional package of emotions physical sensations thoughts you quite rightly you know you you experience that in a dialogue um, of messages and all of that is kind of sort of a really good little nuggets of information which can help us understand ourselves and in doing that, release what's in the way of flow, which we call resistance in our method. So what we're trying to do is get to flow, help you to get to flow. Now, um, going into an altered state of consciousness or deep meditation um, is, is, um, is one of the states of mind, so it's a brainwave state that we can get into that helps us to improve flow. Uh, get a sense of that connectedness uh, so our method has been developed to induce a, a, as deep a state of um, relaxation as we possibly can and not everybody's going to get there and especially first first treatment if you've never had sound before it might be oh this that sounds a bit weird what's going on so you might not relax so much but when you're you're laying on the couch I would then ask I would ask you to just Every now and again, just check into the construct and just notice if anything changes in any way. So we'd then start the treatment, and that would be based on um, using certain um, pitches of sound, playing in certain ways that would that is like a sonic prescription for you. Yeah. Okay, for your, and you're checking back in every now and again, and you're noticing. So you're starting the in a, in a if you like trance state starting a dialogue with the self and so in that state you might get messages you might get insights you might release emotions um but nine times out of ten before and after the treatment there's a change to the construct so because we're going into a flow state it's like almost helping to melt away some of those layers so then at the end of the treatment I would ask you just briefly while you were laying on the couch, you were coming round, I'd say, okay, just check into the construct now and notice what it looks like now. And then we'd have a conversation about that. So I would then say, so let's say your, your construct is, is kind of softer, it's less knotted maybe. Um, and then I'd ask you, I'd say, okay, so what do you need to do in order to, to process this further? Or if it's all, all gone, what do you need to do to maintain this feeling? So I, it's empowering you to make the decisions that you need to do to, to move through. I know you said the word trauma or, you know, it could be a life situation or it could be, you know, environmental, whatever, whatever the, the issue is. 
And then I might give you a little sound thing to do between sessions to help to, to, to keep that flow going. Um, and that's basically the way a, a treatment goes with us. Perfect. I've got a few questions off the back of that. How do you how do you select the 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 sounds that you prescribe to someone that you give to someone? Is that based on the questions that you ask in that conversation to start off with? And also the second question is what are what are the types of sounds? Is it all instruments? Is it is it binaural beats? What what kind of frequencies and sounds are you use it? Yeah, that is, is a very good, very good question. Um, okay, so so there's it depends on the instruments that we're we're using, and obviously what. So let's take the scenario that we've just we've just worked through. So you've you've talked about like a tightening and a twisting. So obviously we we'll talk about other things as well. We you know this is just a bite sized um piece if you like um of case study hypothetical case study but um i would i might ask you so is it is it it's tight and it's twisting is there is if you were to say that if you were low in energy would you be low in energy or you do you feel you need relaxing or do you feel you need energizing energizing you need you feel you need energizing okay okay so um, energizing energizing yeah you you you'd you feel that you'd need energizing okay so 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 that's that's good what i would do is um low frequencies relax and high frequencies stimulate right? yeah so this is this is kind of um the way the brain has evolved to respond to sound, you know. Over yeah. Are you talking about in relation to the actual brain waves here? So um, obviously like gamma is quite high frequency and then delta, theta are quite lower. Is, is that the same thing or is that different? It's, it's slightly different. There, there's a relationship uh, within the brain. But if you think about it's it's kind of in a way slightly more primal. It's to do with... Um, Animal calls, alarm calls, people screaming, you know, all of those are high-pitched sounds. So the, our brains have evolved to respond to those high-pitched sounds in a specific way. So it's caused you to attention. It's energizing. It, it alerts you, okay? Low pitches relax. So it's if you sit um, and sort of, long periods of time you're going to relax it's no accident that that you know chanting om um has been done for thousands of years it's never om it's yeah yeah that. <laughs> it's always yeah. Om. yeah so that's to do with the vibrational energy as well isn't it yeah and the way yeah. it, the way it you, you're feeling that it's a much more also much more physical experience um it's like again going to a concert you feel those bass sounds in the body, don't you? So it's much, those low, low frequencies are more physical. So there's a, there's a physicality to the, to the construct, to your construct, because you're feeling it in the body and it's twisting. So I would also bear that in mind. So if we'd had this conversation, um, you know, before you came to a treatment, I would probably set up gongs for you because gongs are, they, they're, the, they're, they're big instruments they have those lovely low frequencies, so they're relaxing. They can also be played in an energizing way, um, but you're also going to feel those vibrations going in and through your body, um, which which can help with that physicality, of you getting in touch with the construct. So I would still, even though you needed energizing, um, the the idea of our method is to induce a deep water state of consciousness. So we're going to do that by beginning to relax you. So the way I would play, I play play the gong in a specific way to help you to begin to really go into that altered state. And then every in that altered state, you're gently every now and again watching the construct and seeing if it's changing. I'm looking at you, so I'm looking at um, whether there is rapid eye movement which would tell me that uh, you you're part of your the brain waves across the neocortex 
um, could be in theta brainwave state um, or, you know, alpha theta. So basically relaxing, I'm watching your breathing um, and I'm watching for any, any signs of release. So some, some clients, if there's an emotional aspect to why this is being held in the body, you might see tears running down their face, for example, and you're watching for that and you're adapting your, your playing technique to suit kind of what's going on. So we're, so basically, because you said you needed energizing towards the end of the treatment, I would put in some of those higher frequency sounds, which, which help to, to stimulate. So it's not quite an alarm call, <laughs> but it's enough to sort of begin to call you, call your system to action and, and become energized at the end. Um, so each instrument has a different presence. We call it a sonic signature. Got you. Um, yeah. So it's it's like um, you know the gong is very physical. It's quite a, it's a large instrument. It's got a big presence, um, and but some people can find it quite scary because the the way the harmonics are arranged in a gong um, sometimes make it sound a little discordant and therefore a little dark, mysterious. Some people love that. I love it. Um, but if, if you're, if somebody is is in a vulnerable place mentally, maybe, or what they what they're working on has a dark aspect to it. Yeah, you know, then you it could be quite haunting for them, couldn't it? Exactly. It's, it's the same with the flute. Like I'm a massive fan of the Native American flute. That's like one of my favorite instruments, and um, I love that sound. But for a lot of people, when they when that's put on, they're like, "Oh, this is a bit scary. This is a bit, as you said, dark, a bit haunting." So I completely understand what you're saying with that. Yeah, and and the thing is, you know, you wouldn't associate the flute with darkness because it can be, you know, it can be beautiful. It's bird-like. It's 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 the the, the tradition um, of the flute was for was for it to be like the birds, like the wind. It's an air um, instrument. Um, so, and that's a, you've raised a really interesting point because. The way that we work in a, you know, in the reflective, it, as I said before, it's about dialogue. We're reflecting on how the sound, um, how what's coming back to us, uh, because we we are in a feedback loop all the time, aren't we, with our environment? Yeah. So, and all we're doing is seeing ourselves. So what's coming back to us comes back to us through our own lenses of perception. So somebody hears a flute. And it's amazing, it's bird calls, it's evocative and lovely. Somebody else hears the same piece, it's dark and disturbing. So what is it about that that's dark and disturbing for them? Because all they're doing is seeing an aspect of themselves through the flute. Yeah. Right? So we, we know that there are instruments that we would choose over other instruments, like the gong, for example. I wouldn't necessarily unless somebody said, I want to work on my shadow side, um, you know, I wouldn't, if, if they came to me and they were quite vulnerable, I wouldn't think immediately gone. I might think crystal bowls. They're lighter, gentle, cuddling, um, very pure sounding. So I might think that. However, if somebody had a, a, a dark experience while they were working with crystal bowls, is I would still, I would take that as being a really valuable window into themselves. So yeah. I would say, what was it about the sound? What, what, tell me about how the sound was for you. So it was, it was dark. It was, you know, it, 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 I felt trapped. Um, I, I felt as though I couldn't get away from it. So, so ultimately, was, sorry to interrupt you, yeah, ultimately it's the, I guess you could say it's the, the quote-unquote programming that they've given to themselves or they've been subjected to in the past that's made this correlation or this link with this sound to the emotion that they're feeling. Yeah, and it might not it might not be a conscious thing. So it might, you know, I mean, a conscious connection would be, um, oh, I don't know, hearing a particular, um, like a, a dog barking, uh, and automatically if you've been attacked by a dog, you might go into fear. That's an automatic conscious association. But sometimes, especially when you're in a trance, because obviously you're in a dreamlike state, so things are, reality is a little bit weird. 
um, and you you then you just project yourself onto the sound. So you could be playing the most beautiful flute melody, for example, and somebody's seeing darkness in that. So you you might say, "What is that? Tell me about how this flute sounded to you." Um, or as I said before, the crystal bowls. So in that particular case uh, that I mentioned before, people somebody said that you know they felt trapped and they couldn't get away from it. So I would then ask, okay, is there something in your life that reminds you that is reminds you of when you were if you were trapped and something you couldn't get away from? And then they might go, okay, yes, I get that. So that for some reason, that sound has resonated with that aspect of self that's come up to be looked at and possibly for release. So again, we don't need to know what it is that, that you know, it could be, could be something that happened that day or 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. Um, but then I'd ask the question, so what do you feel you need to do now in order to, to, to process this? And so you're always working with the person. So it's this combination of the sound helps us to see ourselves more deeply, puts us into an altered state, which has all kinds of wonderful benefits yeah. in our health and well-being, such as uh, reducing muscle tension, pain, um, improving mood state, all kinds of things. We've got some research on, on our website if people would like to have a look at that in more depth. Um, and uh, so it is that as well. But as an added bonus, we're seeing ourselves more clearly. Love it. Absolutely love it. I'm going to ask you a bit of a, a deeper question, I guess. Okay. I don't want to get I don't want to get political or like or on that kind of line with it, but why why do you think we've come so far away from maybe that ancient use of sound and people aren't using these modalities as much. So, I, I mean, for me, I, I'd see this as quite a, a niche thing. And a lot of people would see this as a niche thing. But it, in my eyes, it shouldn't be a niche thing. I mean, sound's been around for, as you said, millennia, probably longer than that. And it's almost as if, I believe, without going again to like spiritual or whatever, that I believe sound's encoded in us. It's in our DNA. It's, it's, put, it's, it's a, a gift from the higher power, so to speak. And so I guess the question is, why do you feel we've like diverted so far away from it? Why is this stuff seen as, as niche or, or alternative or different now when cultures all over the world have been using sound for ages? <laughs> yeah, and it's a good question. And I think it's, it's, it's all, I like to think that everything is, is perfect, Okay. Um, and I don't mean that in a kind of happy, clappy <laughs> sort of way, but um, every, our evolution, to, for, in, for us to be able to evolve, um, you know, we, we have these cycles, you know, of, of, if you like, coming away from, from a tradition yeah. uh, and then going back again. And I think that that's happening now. You know, when, when I first got into holistic approaches back in the, 1980, I won't go into that, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> um, you know, that people, I remember going to um, mind, body, spirit shows, uh, having stands there years ago and asking people, you know, do, do you, are you interested in holistic health? And people would go, what, what's that? Yeah. You know, people thought you were mad or a witch or, you know, or a hippie, for example, if you, if, and now, you know, you can go to your local petrol station and buy, um, you know, there'll be more often than not, there'll be a shampoo with aromatherapy oils in it or something, you know, it, yeah. it, it's becoming mainstream now. And I think because we've needed to have this, this evolution of consciousness, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe our, our, um, the mission, if you like, was to discover more science you know, to, 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 to marry them up, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Because science... I believe that as well. I believe I believe that now, because a lot of people are in that scientific brain, they've got to have the research, it's got to be science, science, science. But yeah. now the science is, is matching up with those ancient techniques, those things that have been around for thousands of years that we know were that maybe, again, in inverted commas, more Eastern philosophies, 
the, the science has proven that this stuff worked when we all knew that, or a lot of people knew that this stuff worked millions of years ago. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying, marrying it up together. Absolutely. And it's and we're actually talking the same language. And that's one of the reasons why my my method that, you know, moved from being chakras and nidies and energy flow to neuroscience because I one of my missions was because because I, I could see the benefits that, that it was it was having on people. But but if you go to the mainstream, mainstream health, mainstream education, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a little bit better now than it was when I first started working with sound um, and talk chakras. They, they just they just they, you could see them glaze over, you know, immediately yep. weirdo, right? So I thought I've got to do. I've got to. I know it works. I don't know how it works or why it works. You know, I can I can talk about quantum physics and energy flow and all of that. Um, but I, I need to know what's going on in the brain. I need to know what's going on, you know, with the with the the, the heart, the blood pressure, you know, uh, neurotransmitters and all of that. And so I went back to university and I and I did a master's um, degree in applied music psychology. And that then I realised, my God, you know, all I've got to do is just kind of find change my language a little bit and just change the lens. Um, and you know the if the grosser denser levels of us the mind the body and the emotions and we know that um, energy follows thought but we know that quantum physics tells us that you know you, you 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 direct your mind like you did you directed your mind at an issue that was in the way of flow for you and as a result you felt things physically and emotionally, you've got a mental dialogue. You were talking to yourself at a deeper level. And so, um, you know, if you can enable people to sort of open up those areas of self, that dialogue, then the energy, the higher levels will take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, if, if, the, if because if the mind is, is kind of balanced and the, the body and the emotions are balanced, then, then that's all kind of doing its thing um, up there. Um, so so I, that's how I changed my kind of focus, really. Yeah. Can we just touch on then some results that you've had with people? So maybe one or two of your best results that have maybe even shocked you and blown you away with, with some clients that you've worked with or people that you've helped uh, through SAN. What are some of the best results that you've, you've seen or witnessed? Gosh, I mean, there's... Honestly, there's, there's there's so many, and not just I, I'm not actually in private practice so much now, but yeah. I, I now kind of live this through my students when I read their their case studies, um, and and they and they get you know they get on the phone to me and go, oh my god, <laughs> I, I can't believe this has just happened, and um, but but one of the the most standout, I mean, obviously getting myself better, that was the thing the first thing that really got me on on this track because you know I was in a I was in a pretty bad way you know mm. um, mentally and physically and uh, and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it myself that was the first thing and then I remember about a, a year into to researching like you know when I mean research I don't mean clinical trials but I was just I would kind of get people together and, and try things out and then with, with the bowls and say that's how my research grew over sort of six six seven years um and I remember I was doing this this Himalayan bowl sound bath I had about 20 people in a in a circle um and what an incredible sound by the way sorry what an incredible sound by the way if, if, I'm just I'm just pointing this out for the listeners if you haven't been involved with singing bowls or sound bowls or, or witnessed it or been around people when they've used them, then you should because it's incredible. I've had some amazing experiences with with bowls, definitely. Really? It's, I mean, yeah. oh, oh, gosh, I could go on forever about the different, how much I love all the instruments, but, you know, I'm yeah. not biased. <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, and uh, so, so literally five minutes in, um there was a, a lady one of the the members of the group who had who who was in a wheelchair and uh I could see tears rolling down her her cheeks and that's not unusual for people to you know be moved by the sound because it's beautiful 
anyway, so I carried on. And um, after the sound bath, um, she revealed that she'd broken her back in a car accident eight years previously. And for the first time since the accident, she started to, to fit, get pins and needles in her feet. She was wow. feeling back. And I just thought, my gosh, you know, I couldn't, I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, those are the things that have kept me going for all these years because it hasn't been easy, you know, sort of get, when it's, we've been on a, I've been on a huge, for many, many years, a lot of it was, you know, people going, what, how can you waving that bowl around help me? You know, it's like a lot of education. Uh, with that in mind, Liz, how do, you, yeah. how do you deal with that kind of individual? Because not everybody is going to be as open as maybe what you and I are to, to, to sound, to, to use as a healing technique. Hmm. When someone is really like closed off, how, what's the methodology for getting, I don't like the terminology, but getting through to those people? For conversion, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the thing is, you know, it's not for not everything's for everybody. Yeah, true, very true. And it's and and I mean, we've had literally people, um, uh, usually uh, partners, uh, push their their other halves up the driveway <laughs> towards the. You know, you've got to have this done. It's amazing. Try it. You know, and and sometimes you know people have been blown away by it wow you know I saw colors behind my eyes I was on a mountain top I uh, you know I've, I've, I'm pain free now I've reduced my medication um you know all of these things are they they those are what have kept kept us going really over over the years kept me going in the the times when I'm thinking what am I doing um but um but you know not everything is for everybody but I say to people look you know, if you just think about, we're all amazing sound therapists, right? Naturally, it's in, as you said, it's in our DNA, right? So I tend to try and draw on everyday experiences. So um, I'll say to people, so if you're, let's say that you've had a really bad day at work, you're, you come home, you're wired, you, you know, your nerves are in shreds, okay, you've got two pieces of music to put on. One, death metal. Two, <laughs> two beautiful nature sounds, a little bit of drifting kind of relaxation music. Which one would you choose? <laughs> Me, personally, I would choose the nature sounds. But I know it's interesting you should say this because I know some people, as we're going back to what we're saying about maybe people being turned off to stuff or maybe not as open, I know some people that would be they'd be stressed and then they'd put on rock music or whatever and they'd feel better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we, we did a massive uh, piece of research for Deezer actually on exactly this um, at the end of last year, looking at music, music listening preferences. And some people actually did say that they use rock music or really heavy music as almost like a cathartic release. Yeah. And that's, I, can, I can understand that. Um, but most people will think, right, I need to calm down. If I need to calm down, what do I use? I'll use a piece of calming music. Definitely. If you're about to go out with your mates, you're on a night out in the town, you know, and you've got two pieces of music, you've got Enya, you know, or, or relaxing, you know, monks chanting, and you've got your favourite dance track or whatever it is that, that gets you going, what would you do? You'd put the uh, dance track on uh, or whatever it is. Right. So we we have it within ourselves um, to respond to music very naturally in certain ways. And music is just organized sound. Right. So why can't we use we open our minds to the idea of looking at the raw sound um, to help us? So it's, I find that often you can people will go, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I get that. You know, and then yeah. then you've got a way in. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm conscious of time, so just a couple more questions uh, to, to wrap this, this interview up. But I've absolutely loved this. It's been fascinating. Oh, um, I've enjoyed it too. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> the, the first one is actionable steps, I guess. I like to give our listeners 
some things that they can take away straight away. So if they was to end this, this, this podcast now, or just finish this podcast off and you could say, right, do these one or two things in relation to, to sound off the back of this podcast, some actionable steps for them, what would they be? Well, one of the things that I would do that anybody can do that has a voice um, is to to do some voice exercises, and there there are two which really helped me when I first um, when I first used sound to help me to get better. Um, one is called Sonic Hot Chocolate, and the other is called Sonic. Sonic what? Sorry, what was the second Sonic one? Hot chocolate, um, and the other is called Sonic Caffeine. Right, so you think about caffeine and hot chocolate. <laughs> um, so Sonic is uh, very easy. So Sonic hot chocolate is at the end of your day, you're wired. You want to use a low pitch sound and just use the sound R. Oh. Okay, so spend some time, five minutes, breathing in. Oh. Right to the end of your breath and follow that um, for a few minutes and you'll begin to feel your heart rate decrease and you'll be relaxing. Um, Sonic caffeine is for when you need that boost. Um, So we're using a higher pitch because we talked about pitch and how it relaxes or stimulates you. Um, So we're going to use an E sound. So E vibrates the head because it's really good for mental clarity and for stimulation. Um, and we use a high pitch E, like that. Five minutes is all you need, but and that's the the quickest, easiest way to use sound therapy and bring it into your life. Another thing that you can do is um, something that's a little bit more um, accessible. If if you uh, go uh, and also you don't have to get involved in using your voice, is if you. Uh, Go to Spotify, Liz Cooper, L-Y-Z Cooper. Um, and there's one of the things that we're getting involved in now is fusing together sound and music. Um, so we've got some pieces. Uh, there are some on my Spotify page that you can access. There's tracks for sleep. There's a sound bath that you can enjoy with the Himalayan bowls and gong and crystal bowls. Um, for example, and there are other tracks and there's going to be a lot more coming soon. We're going to be shortly be launching um, a range of um, sound music medicine pieces uh, that you can use. Um, so check out the BAST website as well. Follow us. Um, yeah. And keep in touch. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I'll just tag on to that, that most people now have access to Spotify or Apple Music or Deezer or even just YouTube. So there's no, it's not like you can't find this stuff. I mean, obviously go and check Liz's stuff out and listen to Liz's sounds and music, but there's so many things on that. I, I use Spotify all the time and sometimes I'm listening to classical, sometimes a flute, sometimes solfeggio, sometimes binaural beats, sometimes ancient harmonics, whatever the case may be. So there's so much stuff on there. It's accessible. So just do a bit of digging and find what works for you, what what G's you up, what relaxes you, what takes you into a different state and, and use those tools to your advantage because they're out there. Definitely. And if you want a little bit more of, of a guide on that, um, then on our website, there's, there's the research that I mentioned earlier that we did for Deezer. And that was looking at everyday music that is accessible on Spotify. And we, we came up with optimum listening times for, for, um, for helping improve mood state, for helping you to relax. So you'll see the number of minutes you need, the types of instruments that are most commonly used, you know, for, for different things. And you make your own music medicine playlists. Perfect. Love it. So where can the listeners go to, to find out more about you, Liz? Uh, you've got your own website, haven't you? Yes. So the, so the British Academy of Sound Therapy. Um, so just put britishacademyofsoundtherapy.com. That will get you to us. And then there's a research page. Um, and there's also a contact form if you want to say hi. And, take, and then you'll get in our newsletter if you sign up for that. Um, and, and then, of course, Spotify. Perfect. Do you want any social media at all and Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, all, of that, all of that stuff that my that I know know very little about. 
cool. I have a beautiful fairy called Laura that does all that for me. So Facebook, nice. Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Yeah, well, I'll put all the links to all of your sites and social media links. I'll put it all in the description of the podcast so the listeners can go and check that out. Um, we always end my show in the same way, and it's with a favourite quote. So I hope you've uh, you've got a favourite quote for us. So if you can just hit us with a favourite quote to finish the show, um, and we'll wrap things up there. It's, uh, the universe is music resonating throughout hyperspace. <sighs> was um, a quote by Michel Kaku, who's a uh, quantum physicist. Beautiful. Great. Love that, Liz. Thank you so much. I wish you all the success and uh, hopefully we'll keep in touch and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Ali. Thanks so much for inviting us on the podcast. And yeah, keep in touch. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, peace and love.